Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, so episode two of She-Hulk dropped, and I gotta say, I am really entertained by this show so far. If anything, we can really say that the writing of this show is very well done, and it understands what it wants to be. After watching episode one that set the tone, you realize that this is really Marvel's first true procedural comedy, and it really sticks to that. And I really can't wait to talk more about this episode. Now, just a quick heads up, this is going to be a spoiler-filled review. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, you may not want to watch this all the way through, but if you don't care, then please come along for the ride and join me as I talk about this episode of She-Hulk. I'm curious, what do you think about it? I'm... Uh... Agnostic. Huh. <laughs> oh. I'll spend the rest of the year worrying about what I just said. So like I said in the beginning, I, the thing that I really like about this show so far is like it really understands and it knows what it wants to be. Um, the episode is like 30 minutes long and it really does feel like one of your typical procedural comedies, you know, especially the lawyer type of comedy. And everyone's been comparing it to Ally McBeal. And I think the writers knew that gave a little nod to Ally McBeal in the episode as you see in um, one scene where Jennifer is sitting in the bar and you see an episode of Ally McBeal actually playing on the screens in the bar. Things really pick up from episode one where, you know, there's a little fallout with She-Hulk uh, after the little outburst that happened in the courtroom. So now her current law firm is just going nuts and is concerned with the, you know, gravitas of the situation and fires her. So as the opening card, you know, plays out, you see She-Hulk, attorney at law, and then it quickly switches to attorney for hire, which is another brilliant, brilliant execution of the type of comedy that this series has so far. So you see Jennifer is kind of struggling, figuring out what to do next and where to go from here and all that. And... What better way to wind down than to hang out with the folks and the family at dinner? So we get introduced to Jennifer's family. And as we were being introduced to the family members, especially her parents, the dad looked very oddly familiar to me. And then once he started speaking, it rung to me. Wait a minute. This is Cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. Maybe dating myself, but this was one of my favorite shows and one of the more longer lasting shows that came out in the mid to late 80s into the early 90s. So it was really nice to see the dad played by Mark Lynn Baker there, you know, cousin Larry. And it was he was really funny. And the great thing that you understand here with that family dynamic is that it's almost like every typical family, but also a very TV like family. They love Jennifer, but they do question her things and they always trying to help her, you know, the mom's always trying to hook her up with some single dude. Members of the family, they are boasting about their success while Jennifer's unemployed. But the dad is always, you know, is trying to support Jennifer. And I thought that was really sweet, even though he has his own mindset about things where he, one of the funniest jokes in the episode is him asking about Hawkeye's arrows. And 
basically. So Hawkeye's arrows just kind of stay there. And does what does he do? Does he pick them up later on? I mean, it's kind of hazardous to just have a bunch of arrows laying around all over the city. I thought that was really, really funny. So as the episode goes on and you see Jennifer is still struggling, she gets approached by the rival law firm. And basically, they want to hire her for the same exact reasons why her previous law firm fired her. They want that She-Hulk persona. They want to have a representation and face for their new division, which will be representing pretty much cases involving superheroes. As she's walking through her new offices, you know, she does a lot of fourth wall breaking, talking about like how this is weird and how everyone's staring at her and all that. But in comes, once again, another funny joke within this episode where she's welcomed by one of her colleagues who presents her this gift basket with a bunch of nice stuff. But the one most important thing that who, anyone who's experienced working in a very big office is a map to the perfect bathroom so that you could take a poop in. I mean, how hilarious was that? And the reaction from Jennifer and her friend was just priceless. I've been there. One of the jobs I worked in, in the office, I had to go all the way down to the basement to find a comfortable bathroom just to poop in. Because who wants to poop into a busy bathroom where everyone you work with is coming in and out of? I mean, that is just the most uncomfortable thing ever. And it really, really hit home with me. And I thought that was really, really brilliant. Give you guys a welcome basket. <laughs> oh. It's got some office supplies to get you started, snacks, and a map to the best bathroom for pooping. Thank you. Hey everybody, are you a fan of collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, and all that stuff like that? Do me a favor and visit EntertainmentEarth.com and you won't be sorry. Entertainment Earth is the premier place online for the latest and greatest toys, the most exciting action figures, and the coolest gifts and collectibles pop culture has to offer. From television, movies, sports, celebrities, comics, internet memes, and every fandom in between, they drop new products daily and curate their selection so that you don't miss out. Whether you're looking for something stellar from a galaxy far, far away with Star Wars or from the streets of Gotham City with DC Comics, they've got surprises for everyone. Get access to exclusive releases and limited run pre-ordered. You can even reserve hard-to-find items before they arrive. From Funko to Hasbro, all your favorite vendors are represented in their robust catalog of cool collectibles. Take advantage of their unparalleled industry expertise and make your collection as worthy as Marvel's Thor. They are pleased to offer risk-free shopping with their industry-leading mint condition guarantee and hassle-free 90-day returns. Find that grail you're seeking for yourself or someone you love. And because I know how special they are and how they're going to be great for a lot of you out there, I worked a special deal with them that if you check out the link featured in the description of this episode, you will get 10% off plus free shipping over orders of $40 or more. I mean, that is fantastic, don't you think? Now, the 10% discount is only good for uh, in-stock merchandise, so it doesn't work for any pre-orders, but if you take a look at their site, there's going to be a lot of stuff they have in stock that you're probably want to get. So again, visit that special link in the description of this episode to take advantage of this awesome 10% offer plus free shipping and buy yourself or a loved one something really cool. Entertainment Earth, so many toys, so much fun. Now, of course, there's a catch with her new job and her first client that she is asked to represent is no none other than 
Abomination. So we get to see Tim Roth finally back on the screen as Abomination, but we see that he's a different person now. He's a bit more calm and at peace and remorseful about the events that happened. You know, he mentions the fight he had with Bruce and how, you know, he was a different person and it wasn't his fault. You know, he plays the victim here really well, where he kind of explains that it was the government giving him orders that he was acting on government orders and a result of government experimentations that he you know took in he thought he was going to eventually be like a captain america figure instead he turned out into this green monster so jennifer is convinced and she kind of understands and has empathy for him and is debating whether or not to take the job so what does she do? Of course, she has to, you know, have a conversation with the Hulk, uh, with Bruce Banner there to see if he'll be okay with it. Turns out Bruce is perfectly fine. He even mentions that um, he was sent a nice little haiku poem from him from jail. And, you know, things change. And here leads to probably the best joke that I've heard since Iron Man 2. And basically, Hulk says, that, that fight was so many years ago, I'm a completely different person now. Literally. <sighs> As that played out, I was dying. Especially when Jennifer gave the audience that look, just like, eh? Brilliantly executed. And for those of you who don't get the joke, I mean, in 2008, when the Incredible Hulk movie came out under the Marvel Studios brand, it was played by a different actor. It was played by Edward Norton. That's really the version of Bruce Banner that Tim Roth's Abomination fought in that movie. So, of course, years later, we know that the role was recast, and now the brilliant Mark Ruffalo is playing Bruce Banner. And... That joke was just so, so fitting, especially for a show like this. And again, reminds me how well the writing is within this episode and within the series so far. And like I said, it it is reminiscent to the joke that Don Cheadle made in Iron Man 2 when he shows up in the courtroom and... Quick, so you here? Look, it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. Let's move on. I, I just... I drop it. All right. I'll drop it. I have a similar situation where in Iron Man, in the first Iron Man movie, Terrence Howard played the role of uh, Rhodey there. And, you know, because of contractual dis you know, disagreements and everything like that, the role was recast with Don Cheadle. And there you have it. Now, during this conversation, as the conversation comes to an end, we see that the Hulk is actually in a spaceship flying off in space. Now, this is the same exact spaceship that caused the accident in Episode 1 that made Jennifer turn into She-Hulk for the first time. And now the internet is going nuts and Twitter is blowing up with speculation galore that this could be possibly leading to a potential story in the future that could involve World War Hulk from the comic books. Why? Because this ship is a Sakarian ship. And if you remember in Thor uh, Ragnarok, when Thor meets uh, Hulk for the first time, he meets him on Sakaar. And that's when we see Hulk battling out as like the best warrior of the planet and all that. So everyone was expecting that that was going to be maybe the only true nod to World War Hulk we were going to get. But could this lead into something else in the future? We'll see. But it's fun to speculate, isn't it? Another thing we also realize is that while the episode comes to an end and you know, Jennifer accepts the position, accepts the job. She turns on the TV because she finds out that, guess what? Abomination has escaped prison. And they show clips of where Abomination is, where he's basically halfway around the world 
competing in tournaments. And if this sounds familiar, and if you watch Shang-Chi, that's basically where we saw Abomination last, where he was working with Wong to compete in these tournaments to earn money. So at least we kind of know and understand the timeline of this series that it takes place around the same time as Shang-Chi. Does this mean we may possibly see a Shang-Chi appearance or reference? You've seen all the trailers. You know Wong will make an appearance in this show. So it'll be cool to see what all of that really means. Overall, like I said, I was really entertained with this episode. I think they did a really good job at everything. The tone is continuing um, for those people out there in the YouTube universe who've got a chance to watch the first four episodes. I have heard that the next two episodes leans a little bit more heavily on the comedy, but let's wait and see what happens when next week rolls around. And like the previous episode, we get treated to a really fun uh, post credit scene where Jennifer is doing chores around the house because her dad just needs help with basic stuff, you know, heavy lifting. Uh, changing of tires and all that stuff like that. Things that obviously a normal person can't do. So I thought that was actually pretty cute. Curious to hear about all of your thoughts on this episode and what you think of the show so far. Let me know about it all in the comments. Love reading your comments and hearing your feedback. Let's have a conversation about this episode and about this show so far. And if you're brand new to the channel and you haven't done so already, please hit that like subscribe the notification bell so that you can get notified every time an episode is uploaded onto the channel. If you prefer an audio version of this episode, you could also find it on the Loki Geek channel through your podcast platform of choice where you could download this and many other episodes. Appreciate again for all of you watching and or listening. Until next time, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe, and I'll catch you all next week. Peace.